almost like a year. So um, <laughs> I still know what I'm doing. And I haven't, uh, you know, I'm not done yet. Not We're not official yet, but. Uh, oh, you got to flip the switch. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, so this is your cans. <laughs> how, does, how does this sound? Do you want me to turn it up? Do you want me to turn um, it down? What do you think? Is that let, way too loud? That you, it's way loud. Way too loud. So Where you had it before, this. honestly, was probably best. This is, this is good right yeah, here? Yeah, probably something like that. That's going to work. Okay. I'm going to turn my... I got sniffles, by the way. Down a little bit. So, yeah, you want it... Brought to you by Jackrabbit Entertainment. You want it about like a fist away from your mouth, like close. Okay. Got a fist. Oh, that's kind of close. Okay. Okay. So you're number one, right? So we want to yep. be right at about yep. halfway yep. mark. Halfway. Gotcha. Okay. You're good. Right there. Perfect. <clears throat> okay. All right, man. Are we rolling? Ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is Drew Sits with, with our special guest, Anthony Vargas. How's everybody doing? Thanks for having me out. It's been a pleasure. Just flew in from Nashville, and boy, are his arms tired. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not a terrible travel day, but happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're here. You're one of those guests that, of course, I wanted. And, um, but you just live so far away that it's like, how am I even going to be able to get you, you know, but, uh, it all worked out. You know, it's, it's been a long time coming, man. I'm happy you put this together <laughs> and, um, happy to finally, uh, be on the show and be able to get to sit down and chat with you. So, yeah. So, um, for all the listeners at home, uh, this is Anthony Vargas went to high school with him. Uh, he ended up living with me for a little bit consider this man one of my best friends one of my brothers basically um he's been living in nashville for three years now or so right on and off since 2017 right and uh full-time year round since about 2019 2020 yeah and um obviously you love nashville uh you kind of you have a sense of pride for the city, right? You, you've taken it on as your own and you, you kind of, you kind of love that. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, something that has been part of my character that I'm playing right now. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's fun. It's a good time. Why not? Right. So embrace where, where you live. I think really 90% of, you know, your, your joy in life comes from your environment of where you, where you're at and it's a, it's a fun place to be. So yeah, I'm going to take it for what it's worth right now. Yeah, no, uh, with, with witty, who's the first episode, uh, we talked about growing up in Bartlett and kind of the pride for that. And, uh, and he also, but, but I do love, I do love Chicago being out here in the suburbs. Yeah, of course. Come out here several times a year. It'll always be home to an extent. So I'll always have that. Yeah, um, but that's my point is that you've, you've kind of got two hometown prides you can kind of rely yeah. on, which I think is cool. For sure. Yeah. Um, so 
this is this since it's one on one. I'm thinking it's gonna be more of like an interview, right? So this is uh, I'm gonna just kind of ask you some questions. Maybe we can just kind of get some the framework of your life down. You're like so like we'll do like born and raised, kind of like just just kind of where you grew up, school, kind of all that type of stuff. And then uh, I've got some other questions that will go along the way, right? Okay. But, um, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm done, man. I'm an open book. Let me know what you uh, you know. We'll go with the flow. Yeah. Um, well, but so think of this as again, this is like the, the Anthony Vargas interview, right? So now okay. when people look back in 10 years when, you know, you're a series regular and like, oh man, that guy's so cool. Who, who is this guy? You know, you can go back and be like, oh, episode, right? What? This is episode six, maybe five, something like that. I'll take it. You're getting Top 10. You're getting in early, man. Top yeah. 10. That's what I'm saying. I'm so glad that you came back at the perfect time. You know, what if what if you were episode 30? That'd be tragic. You know? It would. It would. I don't think I think this is well deserved. But um, yeah, let's jump into it, man. What do you want to know? So I want to talk about like um like peewee football. I feel like that that's like kind of when I first met you, that's the type of kind of person I saw you as because you were on the football team. It's so just kind of like, oh, he's like a <laughs> like a football kid, you know. Okay, yeah. Um so peewee football, I mean. I think you say that probably because I was very peewee like maybe in no I mean like when did you first start <laughs> playing football were you like in fourth grade or so I started playing football when I was in third grade I was what is that um I don't know like eight or nine and I had just moved to South Elgin from Carroll Stream actually and so I really was always active as a kid dude I was always at the park always riding my bike doing something so I really wanted to, when we moved to South Algen, we moved right by the football field. So it was like instantly like, hey, with you guys even choosing to move to this house over here, like kind of already knew where it was going to go. <laughs> right, I'm going to play football. You know what I mean? Like my parents kind of already saw that coming. So that was kind of a thing like, yeah, we'll let you play. And so that started in third grade that year after I started. Uh, I played an 80-pound. Great time, dude. I... Football, like especially at that young of age, really taught me a lot of fundamentals about like uh, like life, teamwork, and hard work, right? Sounds like super cliche. It's true though. But it is very true, right? Because you really had to – like my first year, we we won a Super Bowl. Uh, we were a championship team, 80-pound gold. That's so awesome, dude. You must have been <laughs> – Dude, it was my first year playing too, so it was like a, a really cool experience to go all the way. But, oh, yeah. You but it was, it. A, it was a successful team, right? So it was like I really got to see that. So that was cool. So I really liked that. That became my life for that whole duration. I um, met a lot of really cool friends, um, a lot of friends that I'm still friends with today um, through Pee Wee football. So, yeah, there's definitely people that did team sports and people that did like tennis or, <laughs> you know, like. I'm not going to lie, dude. I, got, I, I was going to go down an alternate route. I had the choice that third grade year to either play an instrument and I want to play the violin Ooh. or to play football and they only let me pick one and I'd wanted to play football more than I wanted to play an instrument. Yeah. So I went with football. Dude. Plus I feel like instruments expensive. I remember getting that waiver in school and be like, yep. my parents are, that's why they said one or the this. other dude. I really <laughs> wanted to is one or the other. And they were like, we're not, we're not paying for both. Which one do you want to do? And I was like, we recently went to um, some, friend's house family friend's house we haven't seen in a long time and their son um has been playing the cello i believe okay cello haven't sounds seen... like some rich shit yeah it's like a big stand-up sort of instrument but um only rich people play instruments like the cello his dad is like a guitarist like real like 
maybe even piano, like really good musician. So I think, ah, anyways, the point is I haven't seen this kid since he was like a toddler. And then I see him and he's like grown up and he's like, he's like a, here, I have this cello, right? And he pulls out in front of everybody and starts playing. He plays us like at dinner. Yeah, it was brunch technically, but it was like, <laughs> and then it was like, everybody clapped. And then he was like, <clears throat> and did it again. It went on. Yeah, I don't know. Were they serving eggs on fancy bread? It was bagels and locks. They had smoked salmon. Have you ever had that before? That was my first time. Bomb. Not, I'm not going to lie. Not the biggest fan of salmon in the morning for breakfast. Yes, that's why I've never ordered it before. Brunch. Yes, because it was like I was always like, I don't know. This dude smoked the salmon overnight, though. It was like it was. And I'm not awesome. a big smoked guy, dude. Smoked wings, smoked anything. I don't like that. Fl- I don't blast me living down south, dude. It's it's that taste. It's like an aftertaste of smokiness. It's like I just took a bite out of a coal. Yeah, that's that's a particular Chalky. flavor. Chalky. So, so do you like? Um, I love barbecue. whiskey or anything like that because that's like Dude, a smoky taste. Not a it? not a big whiskey guy. Right. I don't not a not a big dark liquor. Yeah, really tequila. I don't even really do vodka. Yeah, dude, I love tequila too. I've talked about it many times on the show already. <laughs> do we do we have some tequila? Oh yeah. All right, we got well, some siete leguas. Maybe maybe we'll have to get into that later. Um, get some lunch, yeah. I typically only order tequila when I go out. Whenever I go out. I like to maybe get one or two shots and like if with my group of friends or whoever I'm with, so I'll order us like a round of shots. Maybe I'll do two depending if I'm like getting drunk that night, but it's always tequila. Like I don't care what shot you want. I'm getting tequila. And if you don't yeah. like it, that's fine. Leave it. I'll have it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause like, I'm not going to waste what is one, like a $12 shot down in Nashville, but for sure, but it's going to be tequila. No, that's smart. Um, yeah, people do like bombs and stuff like that. That is literally how you get sick. If you're like putting like <laughs> monster energy with fruit punch and it's like, woo. You know, yeah, there's like, a drink. Uh, there's a shot down there at a bar that uh, really I always end up getting somehow in my hand because somebody gives it to me. It's like a White Walker. Ooh. And so it's like Johnny Walker mm-hmm. and like fucking Gatorade. Oh like, my God. Can I, can I like swear on this? Is that okay? Yeah, you can fucking swear. <laughs> All right. We can cool. also cut anything you want me to cut. You know, I'm pretty free flowing. Anything um, awkward or weird, I always cut. Anything, anything like anything X rated, right? Yeah. Okay. Anything too crazy. I was saying a certain word that was like a, a sexual word for a while, and I was like, I just don't like the way that I'm saying this, and I think it's weird, and I don't think the listeners are gonna like this, so I just cut it out every time I said it. <laughs> so. So Johnny Walker and Gatorade is disgusting, dude, because that's like scotch with. It's blue and it tastes, it's, it's, in, it's an interesting taste. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, um, you ever had blue guys at U of I? No. So I never, I never went through a really like shitty alcohol phase. I was never an alcoholic. I've never had that problem. I've yeah. Been, no, I've, you're. You've always been that person that's able to like ride the line perfectly. I feel like, like you said, you're like, yeah, when I go out, like I'll, I'll like get shots, like one, maybe two, if I'm going crazy and then it's like drinking beers all night. It's yeah. Like, and I'm drinking beers all night. It's like, well, yeah, but. And I'll get, and I'll get drunk, but like, I like, I don't have that. Like I want to, you know, I oh, want to, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've always been impressed. But I mean, because you also will get like slammed sometimes. Oh too. yeah, we've had plenty of yes. fun old times together. Yes. But you're you're very responsible. 
at this point in time, and I think a lot of people do, I see some people my age, 23 for the audience, I see a lot of people my age, especially out where I stay, going out, that just don't have any sort of control when it comes to getting drunk, right? They just can be completely blitzed and hammered. And it's like, I will not get blacked out in public anymore. That is not something I will do. Yeah. I will not black out in public anymore. I mm-hmm. won't get to that point. You know what I mean? I will make it home. I, I will be safe. I'm not going to fucking yeah. literally fall asleep on the sidewalk. Like that is insane to me. We went out recently and there was a dude who kept like, he kept popping into our group basically. And he'd be like dancing and like acting crazy and stuff. And like the first time it was kind of funny and then we kind of would like push him out and then right, he'd like, like go bother some other people and then he'd like come back in and then you're like, oh, this guy's by himself and he's just like blacked out and he's just like yeah, floating around in this bar. Like anything could happen to that person, you know, you yeah. could get robbed or something or like whatever. Nah, like you said, do not be that guy. Yeah, don't, don't be that guy. You know, one, people also need to realize like two, like you can go out and not drink you can go out and not you ever done that before dude all the time i've never i do that you'll go out to broadway every maybe every one out of every four to five times that i go out i'm not drinking that's insane yeah how is that not annoying as fuck (laughs) (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong like there's definitely times where i'm like fuck like i could use a shot or three or four yeah. To get like some fluid going, right? To get a groove in the night. My mouth's so dry. My mouth's so dry. You have to order a drink. You get a water. Maybe you throw a lime in there. What do I do with my hands? You get a you get same thing. You get a drink. You throw a lime in there. Right. But but ultimately, I don't need to go out and drink to socialize because that's what people maybe kind of fail to realize. Like, hey, besides going out and drinking, what are you doing when you go out, right? Like you go out there to meet people and like have right. a good time with your friends. Talking and dancing. Yeah, so I can go out with my friends and not drink and still have a great night and then go home, not feel like shit, Oh yeah. not wake up super hungover and actually have a weekend to myself. That's the biggest thing, dude, was like when I, when I, really when I moved to Nashville in the beginning of the year, I was going out like – Wednesday, Thursday through Saturday. And <laughs> yeah. And so like going out that much, you just really learn that like wow, like one I got sick in the middle of the summer and I took a week off of just everything. I just like literally was dying in my bed, in my bedroom. And it was because I had gone out that previous week. I was out four days in a row. I went out from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, You're basically Saturday. giving yourself the flu every day. Dude, yeah. I ended up having – I don't know how, but I ended up being on Broadway on a Sunday at like 1 a.m. It was Whoa. 12.34. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing? I have to go home. Yeah, like, it's a tough spot. And so it got to that point where I, I said, okay, like I'm not – I'm not going to go out anymore. I kind of got on some just like some mental clarity shit. And uh, honestly, I have been going out. I went out this past weekend. But other than that, I hadn't been out. No, I went out for a friend's a friend's leaving. My buddy Harry, he's leaving, going to Florida. He's moving. So we went out for his last kind of hoorah. We got dinner and stuff. Nice. But other than that, I have been going out because I was like, one, I, 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 can, I can do things – Sides go out to the bars and get drunk and shit faced. Even if I'm going out there yeah. and not drinking, I just realized how boring it was. 
Like, I don't want to hang out with these people. Yeah, and it becomes oh, it's the same people at the same. It's bars. always the same people. Yeah. Like in Nashville, you Nashville, get, you get the outer towners at least a little bit. You but, get a mix of them on the weekends, but yeah. nonetheless, all the other places. Sunday night at one, though, yeah. you've seen that girl. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. So, but um, yeah, let's take a break right there and check out this audio. All right. I feel like you kind of just gotta cut it. Alrighty. Well, we're back. We're freshly um, groomed with beer and uh, ready to get back into it, man. So, so, so that's another thing. Uh, what what is your go to drink? What's your drink of choice? So tequila for your shots, but you're like a margarita guy, or dude, I'm just beer. I, yeah, I'm just a straightforward beer guy, and I'm gonna be real honest with you. Please be honest with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm ordering the lightest beer you have of course give me the lightest draft that you have maybe one up from that i feel like michelob ultra if you have it do people still even drink ipas i don't know like who's ordering that at the bar you know what I'm, I, I'm not gonna I'm, honestly i don't really care for bud light i i'll go i'll drink a miller light i like miller light Ultra. That's my beer of choice. Yep, I like the I like the Mexican beers. It kind of just runs in my blood, and um, <laughs> I love lime with all of them. And that's also because it runs in my blood. I, I'm trying to find it. I can't, but uh, it's on Twitter, and it was like a, a graph, and it had Miller Lite in the in the dead center, and then it had like Michelob Ultra way up <laughs> here, and then it had like Bush Light down here, and then it had Pabst Blue Ribbon, and then something else. But it was like basically like. Um, like liberal, conservative, <laughs> cheap, and poor, or something like that. It was, and then it was like Miller Lite was like right in the middle. <laughs> it's a uh, X and Y graph, right? Yeah, yeah, X and Y graph of beer. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, Miller Lite's my go-to, dude. Yeah, Miller Lite's Miller Lite's fair. Uh, my dad drank it, so I kind of was like, it just always was Fuck in the that. always was in the fridge. Yeah, I mean, it was whatever. It was kind of just always old to me, but um. I also do like specialty beers in the sense of like Land Shark, um, Summer Shandies. Like I order a Summer Shandy at. Yeah, I'll try the like ooh Cherry Blossom. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, Fuck exactly. It. Yeah, I'll do that. Exactly. Did you hop on the Seltzer wave? Was that your Was that your move for a while? Not a big Seltzer guy. Um, the ladies, hey, I get it. You guys want to drink something fruity? Cool, but if you're a guy. And you're bringing a pack of seltzers to the to the event to the, to the function the, to the function. You probably brought tampons with too. Yeah, that's a tough tough look. Um, so to drink like, and I I see you open one and crack one and shotgun one and open another one and now you're sipping on it. Sure, I I just don't know. I mean, how how's your cherry juice box? Yeah. So my uncle Matt, who was guest number two, um, they work for a brewery in Colorado, and um, I asked him because they always kind of make a beer or two every year. And uh, I'm like, "Did you guys ever try to do the seltzers?" And he's like, "Yeah, we we did." And like their master brewer guy, I guess it was like kind of difficult to do because he's like, anybody can just take like soda water and then like put. Alcohol, alcohol in it, and yeah. then like flavoring sure he's like what what we did was we actually brewed the alcohol in 
in water, water and then carbonated it from the alcohol or whatever like he's basically like, we made like a real product instead of just like some like processed bullshit and right. he, i can't remember what flavor it was it was like grapefruit or like apricot something kind of yeah one step away but he said it was like okay but uh see and that's and that's more craft like like there's probably real yeah, cool there's probably real flavor and character to that but if i'm being honest like white claw happy dad truly like mm. all of that like one thing that i don't like about alcohol is that nothing has it's poison no well nothing has nutrition labels on it dude that drives me crazy it's insane why is alcohol the only thing in this country that doesn't have to have a label on it that we consume is it because it's not fda approved i don't know but it's like how much like, sugar? hey you know this is bad you know what i mean it's just like how much sugar is in all of this and that's really what it is for me like, right sugar carbs i don't even i mean i just want to know how much sugar like what is what do you guys put in this thing so it's it's interesting to know but is this real sugar is it sucrose something else you know is it like you know what i'm saying it it, it can't be worse than what is the frosty at lakeside frosty at lakeside is this cheap beer it's like piss beer <laughs> yeah very cheap cheapest draft they have there three bucks a draft frosty at lakeside three bucks isn't bad <clears throat> Get that mic check. Sorry, yikes. I'm squeaking. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Just uh, getting comfy over here at the Graf's house. You know, we we used to, me and Drew really used to get comfy physically. I think. I Good think, segue, dude. That I was think, great. I think me and Drew actually snuggled once or twice when we lived together. Yeah. So, so there might have been a time or twice we slept in the same bed. <laughs> Head to toe. Head to no, cheek to cheek, man. And I no, actually, that's facts. I that's, remember that's that. That's the butts. I remember you waking me up playing my with playing with my hair. <laughs> I visually remember that. That's not true. I or I dreamt it. I think you're dreaming. Uh, yeah. So again, to all the listeners out there, uh, Vargas moved in with me. His parents moved to Nashville senior year, so he was kind of out of a spot to stay. So I was homeless, and we, Drew sheltered me like a we lost in, kitty. We invited him in and moved in the basement and uh, <laughs> in the dungeon. Yeah, the first day he he moved in because the basement was unfinished, and uh, <laughs> I had to go the to sun really bad, man. I had to go to work, and you um, put him in the closet for the time being. No, it was a nice room. <laughs> Just when he moved in, there was no carpet in there. So the very first day, I had to leave, and my dad and him put the carpet in. Yeah, but it was great. It was like a. It was a, no, it, it worked out really well. Um, the room was more than more than great. It was it was huge. I was sharing a room previously to that. Super grateful for that. But I think more of uh, what the story is is just kind of the day to day routine of living with one another. Pretty much being seniors in high school. Yeah, it was and awesome. Just kind of, in a sense, being like rebunctious and kind of delinquent. We'd be like sneaking out at night and doing shit. Yeah, and... like there was this infamous shed and. Right, we were, we were sneaking out back, smoking weed, and yeah, that was so fun. Dude, I I have other people outside of this uh, podcast that talk in reference to that shed to this day still. That's awesome. Yes. I have friends, my buddy, Chris, Chris Wills. Shout he, out. Shout out, Chris Wills. Uh, great, great guy. We've been golfing a lot. 
But he always talks about fucking pulling up to Drew's shed. Hell yeah, dude. That was awesome. down, dude. Yeah, <laughs> senior year, y'all, there was like a group of us that had um, early release. We got at like one o'clock and it was like uh, we'd all be walking out to our cars and like from across the park and all like, hey, want to come over? Yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's go. Then we'd all meet up at my house and yeah, toke it up in the shed. It was awesome. Um, we'd, we'd pack that thing up. I don't know, seven, eight people lawn chairs passing around just a couple bz's but that's Pulling out the bb gun shooting cans dude. that's a that's a conversation that i was actually having with my brother at the airport but the conversation was that there are certain things that you didn't realize that you could only really do once in your life and that would be okay for you to be doing once in your life right for example it being 1 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> hotboxing a shed on a Tuesday right. with a bunch of other of your friends. Like when you turn before my mom gets home. Before before your mom gets home, right? And so no judgment to anyone out there 23, 26, 43. Yeah. Hotboxing the shed on a Tuesday with their friends. Like I wish I could be you, yeah. but I just, I don't know. Maybe. That's kind of a meme right now, right? Like the, the dude who's <laughs> doesn't have a job at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. And it's like yeah. the randomest yes. place ever. Is it a waterfall? Right. <laughs> dude, I have people on Snapchat that are like that where you're like, what the fuck is your life? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's um, hey, either you're very irresponsible or you just found the, 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 the cheat code to the matrix. Right. It's one of the two. Right. The people that always claim to have the cheat code, I just feel like are like selling you actually cheat cheating and are about to get, you know, like caught or something, you know, like they're, I don't know. I have the cheat code. I always think everything's too good to be true. I feel like that's like my, my I ha- flaw. I have the cheat code. Um, funny moment. Was I- it believing in yourself or something? Gary? <laughs> Damn it. I had a, Damn I, it. I had a, I had a friend over the other night and um, we were discussing and I told her, I said, what if I told you I could make you rich? And I just wanted to uh, play that kind of commercial um, for a moment, right? In that moment of time and just how, tell me how. You just have to believe. (laughs) Believe what? Just believe. And it was, um, it was funny. I thought it was very comical. Uh, But uh, yeah, I don't know. Someone has it. But so... In all honesty, because this is another thing I do want to talk to you about. Sure. Is um do you call it uh speaking it into existence or visualization? What 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 do you call it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean it depends what you're talking about. Like <clears throat> like the vision board and all that shit. Yeah, I mean like if you see it enough, it will happen. If you if you have this if you're looking at your Porsche 911 Turbo S every single day sure. on your mirror, and you're like, I'm going to get that fucking car. One day, you will get that car. Right? Yeah, you That's know, kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, you know, this this goes into more like a serious topic, right? But um, a lot of... That's not what this show's about. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to open up that portal, and it's just going to... Yeah, dude, that's what we're, we're, we're ebbing and flowing, dude. We're, we're, um, I mean... We're loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey. Um, you know, nonetheless, to an extent, yes. And then to an extent. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, if I if no, I get, what do you believe? I'm not I'm not trying to criticize you. Yeah. Listen, man, 
I, I truly do believe um, you are what you constantly think about. So I don't necessarily use those as a, uh, a vortex, right? I use, I use those more of a reminder um, to really kind of play with my imagination. A lot of people get old, man. And like even now, like I see a lot of people now, like my age, getting into my age and getting older, like losing their sense of imagination, right? Like even just being able to imagine what it might be like to have this or like experience this. Yeah. That's really what it is. Like you go to a lot of people now that are kind of just floating through life and it's like, what do you what do you want to do? Not a lot of people can even answer that question, right? Like, what do you want? And it's like very few can. And it's because if in my honest opinion, it's just truly because people don't think about it enough. And they they spend enough time, more time than they probably should, uh, ingesting a lot of information, media. That's what the, yeah, the social media is just like rots your brain. Phone, anything, right? And so it's like all of it. And so like they don't actually utilize it. They just let it, you know, take up space in their head. And so you don't have time to check things off and think about things, right? Imagine. So yeah. I think really like imagining and visualizing what it is that you want is huge because then it gives you an idea of what direction to go to go towards of, Hey, what might I be interested in doing? Whatever that is. Right. Um, so that stuff is just more of a reminder of the desire of the thought, right. Of like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I do want to drive a car like that. Like why? Right. Because it's like, right. because why not? Right, because I want that. I want that prize, or I want that. Uh, I, I like the. I like the car. That, that's, I just that's more my trophy. I just. Right. I just. One, I like to go fast. I like fast cars. Right. I've never had a fast car. Yeah. Right. I've had. I've had a piece of shit car for ten years. You I know want what a, I mean? I want a nice car. Yeah, of course. It's. It's obviously something to want, or a nice watch, or something like that. Right. It's, it's I, the same I, concept. You know, but but man is what he thinketh all day, right? That that kind of plus thing. if you're if you're if you're thinking about something all day, then you're also constantly rethinking it and rethinking it and rethinking it. And then you're changing your, your, um, your reticular activating system, right? It's like you're, you're constantly impressing that thought pattern on your subconscious mind. And then your brain is going to start looking for that. And then eventually what happens is your brain will just start to find, cause humans naturally will find the path of least resistance, right? Right, that's what I was trying to say. Like you're, you're thinking of every angle of how to do it. That eventually yep. you're going to find some, a way that leads to it. Right, exactly. It, it will happen, and it's not going to be overnight of you putting up the poster of the car on the wall that you're going to get the car. But, uh, but over time, but it's the start of the journey through, right? Because how how right. would you even know what you would want if you like? For me, right, I could say I want a fast car. It's like, well, what is fast? You know what I mean? And it's like, oh well, I want a black Porsche 911. It's like, oh well, that's right. really specific. So yeah, I do think to an extent, but there's different variations of quote unquote manifestation. Whether it's visualization, whether it's having a, a dream board, whether it's having a little car on your desk, um, whether it's like hearing things, whether it's just writing it down, right? So this is so stupid, but making lists and crossing things off of lists is like huge for me. Like yeah, if if uh, if I've got a busy day and I'm freaking out about stuff, boom, sit down, write a list. It could be the stupidest things, you know. It could be shower, make my bed, like 
five random things that are nothing, but it just feels good to write it out. Builds with, momentum. With all the rest of the stuff, right. Exactly. Boom. Cross it off. Boom. Cross it off. Okay. Now I got this, this, and this. Okay. Then I'll even write out the times of like when I, how long I think it will take, you know, like, okay. Time block. Am I on track? Out. Am I, you know, am, this I, guy. am I flowing? Yeah. <laughs> And then you don't do it one time and then you have a shitty time. Then you're mad at everybody. And then you're like, man, why did I have a bad day today? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely like to time block and schedule things out. But, um, you know, I also like to just go with the flow of things as well. I kind of like to go through, feel the effects of seasons and changes. So speaking of <laughs> we're going into winter here. Yeah. And I don't know about you, man. I have been golfing a lot. Like, really? Like three days a week a lot. Whoa. Yeah. I um in reference to the shout out of my buddy Chris, we have been taking some time to significantly improve our golf game. That's pretty cool. I um feel almost retired <laughs> as to how much golf I've been playing. Will you tell what you're shooting? Yes. <laughs> So, I'm because I'm proud of it because I have gotten significantly better over the last three to six months. Because you were playing back when you lived with us, dude. You were kind of yeah. messing around with it. Yeah. So that's that was the thing, right? Is like I got interested in golf in high school, and at that point, I had I didn't take it seriously to any extent besides going to the range and, and playing a couple courses. But um, we most recently played Towie, which is previously an Arnold Palmer course down in Spring Hill, Tennessee. They completely redid it. The place is beautiful. It's great. Uh, fantastic course. So I shot 43 on the front Whoa. and 45 on the back. All right. Yeah. So what is that? 88 um, in total. So I was really maybe a month ago shooting over a hundred and then Really consistently, just like so. Is it because of Chris? So Chris has been a a, a tremendous amount of help towards because he he was like a pro golfer back in high school, right? Uh, yeah, he played on the golf. Uh, he played on the golf team in high school. He's been playing for a while. He plays a lot. He definitely has been a big influence. In too, I play with him weekly. We play like all, twice a week, honestly. Um, but yes, he's hooked me up with some clubs. So my club game got upgraded significantly so i'm playing with a nice set of blades i'm playing with a nice set of um wedges i mean i've got a whole um I, i've got it all hand me down it's like i i we joke about it because i pretty much bought all his clubs that he had in his closet because he's buying clubs constantly <laughs> so he's just got so much so many clubs that he just goes through so I ended up buying his old clubs. You're getting everything half price, basically. <laughs> well, nonetheless, it's hand me down in a sense, but it, like yeah. he takes really good care of it. So he's I'm kind of sure. he's kind of like you, like Chris. Ooh. Yeah, in the sense of like buying really nice things and then taking care of them, right? Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. So I'm rocking a nice set that I've got from him, and um, he has been helpful in regards of teaching me how to become a better golfer. Nice. But, but really, a lot of it is just taking it more serious right um, i'm a competitive person so it's fun but i know last time that i was up here when we were on the boat um a couple of the guys were talking about uh you golfing a little bit or maybe needing to go out with them you haven't gone out this summer i went twice last summer okay. um 
yeah, it was fine. I, that time commitment is just crazy to me. Like you going twice a week blows my mind. Like that dude doesn't compute. We're talking about pretty much four hours because we're if we're playing eighteen, it's two hours pretty much for the nine. And we're playing eighteen, so it's yeah, four hours. Yeah, four hours of the day. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I'm just saying that that seems like a lot, but like when you it is like Saturday, because then it's like you wake no, up, dude. We're going you like drive to the course, then you then you're getting well, lunch afterwards, yeah. and then then also the money. You know, you're, you're spending a hundred dollars a day at least. Well, so right when you're no no, no when, well you would think because it was like that we were going every weekend, and I was like, wow, dude, we're, I'm paying like fifty sixty bucks to play eighteen. Like yeah, that can start to add up. Um, but. Part of the other thing was, like I said, it was like my lifestyle had changed because I really found a passion in playing golf. So it was really making a priority, making a priority. But also, nonetheless, um, living in Nashville, I have so many courses to access to me. And Chris isn't too far out of the city as well. Right. So we've got a course. I've got a course that is literally five minutes driving from me. It's a walkable par three. So it's a super short course. And the other ones are just across town. Me and Chris might meet up in an afternoon or maybe in the morning and go play and it'll be like 20 bucks. Mm. And that's not bad. No. That's not bad. Yeah. Because it's that's your hobby, yeah, of course. Yeah, cuz it's And I get it. 60 the, bucks isn't that bad. The time but, the time thing is the I'm time, making excuses. The time thing is um the time thing is a a a, hen, a, a hindrance, right? I guess that would be a, a word for it. Okay. Thanks. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm fortunate. And I'm blessed enough to make my own schedule work for myself. True. And so I can decide if I want to go ahead and take an afternoon off. Right. You're prioritizing it. It's, it's your hobby. Yeah. You want to, you want to be good at this thing. I get it. And I think that's good with the rest Dude, of your I life want, too. I want to be, I want to be like, fired. <sighs> I want to be like, Ooh. that was nice. I want to be fired, dude. I want to be fucking good. Dude, Jaren apparently Breaks eight, like he's like seventy eight or something like that. Yeah, shooting. apparently. I'd, I'd like to go golfing with him, man. I thought he was going to be here tonight. I thought, um, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that he had golfed. I also want to go golfing with Schwartz. Chris is Chris is pretty much. Um, I don't. I mean, it depends. I've seen Chris play really, really good golf, and I've seen him um, play, you know, lousier golf as we all have our days. But um, Chris is probably the best golfer that I've played with personally um consistently like that i've played with randos um that, that have been good but not as good as him see and that's the other thing dude like schwartz does this all the time or jaron does this where it's like yeah i was playing with these two guys i'm like yeah, what yeah they're like well yeah i wanted to golf and nobody could go so i just yeah went and with other people i'm just like oh, dude so, okay. right, so i would never do that like so i'd the, be like oh yeah. my bros can't come my with bros me can't come. Uh, okay i'll, I'll go, go to next time. week yeah no so there's a course down the street from my house Vinny links that little uh that part three i'll drive Vinny links what is this uh, italian sauce yeah, straight up baby straight up <laughs> straight up east nasty's one and only um, <laughs> wrong east, button. east nasty's one and only man it's a great little course it's small I'll pull up there about two o'clock. I'll run through that course in an hour and a half. So I'll go from two to three thirty, get back into work in about four o'clock, and I got a nine. I got nine holes in the middle of the day, and yeah. See the nine holes thing. I could. I feel like it's much more manageable. Yeah. I I kind of told Chris. Chris, I've I've taken advantage of his um of his open schedule, and so I understand that once he goes pretty much back to a closed schedule, that I'm gonna be 
um, not doing that as much. But this goes back to what you were saying kind of earlier is like, you can't always just be smoking weed in the backyard, you know, at one (laughs) o'clock. If he's going back to work at a certain point, maybe you should be golfing twice a week because you can. Because you, know? you can. Hey, You're not gonna be able to do this anymore. That's, that's true. You know what? I take I take my comment back earlier. If you want to go smoke weed with your friends in the shed <laughs> at one, I don't judge you. That's not- the judgment's been taken back. You live your life freely. So also, I mean, you're you're a free man, but I believe he he's uh he's got a lady. Does uh does she? <laughs> well, so Chris has. Chris fell into a good – I don't want to speak on behalf of them or anything. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we cut it out. But Lindsay, Chris's girlfriend, one of the most super down-to-earth – Shout out, Lindsay. Dope people I've ever met. I actually need her and Riley to meet. Ooh. Her and Riley. And I told Lindsay this as well because her and Riley would actually be the best of friends. They just don't know it yet. Mm. Her and Riley are so alike. In so many ways. That's so interesting. It is very interesting. And I literally told Lindsay this the last – this needs to be published so the world can hear this. So Lindsay can hear this because – Speaking into existence. Because – yes, because Lindsay and Riley will meet one day and it will be like they knew each other their whole lives. Mm. I promise you. I just know it. I, I, I And I know that because Riley's Riley's been a great friend of mine Yeah. for – Almost a decade, just like you. That's what I was going to say. I, I trust what you're saying because you mm-hmm. actually uh, do know her pretty well. So, uh, and and, I've, and so, anyways, I bring that up to say that Lindsay is um, Lindsay. Her dad is also a golfer, so she understands the uh, the life of someone who golfs. Which is, I'm going to be gone for four hours at a time. It's like her dad was an alcoholic too, so she, <laughs> she understands. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I remember. I just know that's like a stereotype that like girlfriends get mad at their boyfriends for like golfing yeah. all weekend. Yeah, or whatever. no, but. for sure. Um, part of part of why I'm single because <laughs> I bet Schwartz would say the same thing. Part of why I'm single because I, dude, he's on that shit too. Like three times a week, he's golfing or hitting yeah. the range. Like it's crazy. Maybe maybe I should have hit him up. I was gonna. I mean, that's kind of goofy of me to say. I was gonna bring my clubs, but if I was gonna be here for. More than three days, I probably would have tried to link up with someone to play. So we're planning a bachelor trip for Carter, and uh, that's the plan that we're going to go South Carolina to a course. Jaron's like oh, finding a cool spot to go to. Nice. Kind of keeps us out of trouble a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're not count, going to Vegas. Count me in, dude. I I got invited to the wedding from Carter. I expect to be invited, Carter. This is a public <laughs> announcement. This is literally a public announcement that is saying. It's like a political. Did you get the the invitation? You know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't recall what address I gave him, so I don't know if I got it or not. Because I might have given him my mom's address, <coughs> or I might have given him the address to my my corporate and um, uh, my corporate entity. <laughs> so. Your PO box that you stopped. Uh, <laughs> Stop paying, paying for. for. <laughs> so i don't know if it's uh been rejected or not um but yeah so no i'm count me in i want to go golfing i think that you should get into golfing if you'd like it i could the cool dude, part about golf is that it ages well right you can yes, play for a long time yes and you have the perfect gig because you have that kind of blue collar um job where you keep the clubs in the back of the van right and you're pulling up to the course right at the end of your shift playing nine yeah 
at, see i've always dreamt of doing that but with uh like my fishing rod like putting in my truck and everything and like finding a little pond but you're not a good fisherman <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe golf is your thing yeah i know it's scary starting new things man you know you suck in the beginning at stuff no i think i think it's exciting you should look at it in a new light <laughs> so i got a free set of clubs um from a house we did they're like in the basement i gotta see these big bertha yeah i gotta see these yeah everybody keeps telling me that i'd actually be able to use them and play with them but i feel like it's like they're super old you know it'd be like i'd have to check them out i'll i'll certify them okay i mean i don't know jaron also keeps trying to sell me like you know a thousand dollar bag of clubs <laughs> because he works at the pro shop so i'm like every time you tell me something i feel like you're trying to sell me. this is this is what i say like, and i need told, to buy lessons okay it's only a hundred dollars an hour okay it's not this that is bad. what i tell everybody and i and i told my buddy takashi this as well shout out my buddy takashi um we'll pick up on the next chapter <laughs> i'm not gonna lie everybody we have been smoking a lot of cigarettes lately and we as in myself yeah not and, me and other parties that may or may not want to be included in that conversation. So we'll leave it there. But nonetheless. Yeah, it's perfect for the course. Perfect, dude. We'll pot, we'll buy a pack and smoke half of them. Throughout. Yeah, because you're kind of just puffing on it, right? You're not no, really. No, dude. We're, uh, at this point, <laughs> cigarettes used to make me sick. I used to want to vomit off a cigarette. Yeah. Now at this point, let me hit the let me get a drag before I tee up. I might actually have like a half a pack. I'm not in a like shoebox. I I told I told my buddy the same thing. As he has he offered me one midday now at the course. He's like you want and I was like no. Smart. You know what I mean? Smart. Like no. Cuz like I'm a habitual person. Mm -hmm. And at the course it's fine. That's cool. I'll get my buzz that way cuz I'm not going to go buy a nick, a nick stick. I don't buy vapes. Good. But I do enjoy a nicotine buzz. And yeah. so, and and especially what I've gotten into is when I go out, when I go to the bars, is when I will smoke cigarettes because I'm I I've gotten past, which is also something you guys need to get past too. Let me bring you guys to light. Let me help you. I'm trying to sell everybody on smoking cigarettes. Stop hitting random people's vapes. Oh, fucking sicko! Why do you say that? It's just gross. If you just go up to somebody at the bar, which I've been guilty of so many times, you go up to a cute girl. Hey, can I hit that? You're chit chatting, and you, you are gross. You're a sicko, dude. I don't know who that girl is. You just met her twelve seconds ago. You're putting your mouth. Yeah, but if you could make out with her, you would. Okay, that also just questionable as well. <laughs> you got to get past that too. If at this point you're just making out with every and any random okay, girl at the true. bar, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm being honest. One, yeah, no, either right. you, you get no play, right? That's Either one, you get no play, or two, you're just like a sicko. I don't know. Be selective. The thing is, I feel like when you're drunk in that, and you're making out with a chick, in your head, you're like, oh, this is so cool. Goal accomplished. From the person standing right next to you looking at you, you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? You're like hunched over, like, like an animal ravaging this person. It's just like so gross, you know? Remember, like, like in high school, there would be those two kids like in the lunchroom, like sitting in each other's lap, like kissing, and you're like, ew. It's like, it's like two seals sharing a fish. <laughs> they just caught out of the water. But again, in your drunk stupor, you're like, 
Okay, uh, fair enough. Everyone's uh, been there. You can have that. How often is that? How often is that you in that position though? Like I said, I've never that's, done that before. That's that's the main thing. If- I also don't ask random people to hit their vape. If it's if it's the homie, yeah, and even that's gross. But like same thing. If no, no. If it's the homie, it's fine because it's just like us sharing a sharing a busy man. Sure. If if it's the same thing, <clears throat> you're my boy. That's something I we'll have to live with. My boy, let's kiss. But if we're if we're at the club, and like See, I said, like you're saying, like yeah, like we've all done it. You ask a random guy to hit their vape. I've never done that either. No, dude. <laughs> then you haven't been drunk enough, or you've just always had your own shit. I don't know. Had that thing. You always, it. yeah. Well, if you need it, you have Riley. True. So there's your scapegoat. Yeah, but I try not to do that. And that's fair. I've that's, like made a yeah. mental rule. Yeah, you you're good about it. See, I'm not. If I have nicotine, I want to hit it. The like, Zen is is what always saved me because that's the oh my god. Just like suck on that, and then you just go, okay, I'm not gonna hit a vape. I don't know how you. Those are disgusting. You don't like it. Those, dude. That on the golf course. That's right now. Oh my gosh! The one and only time I ever had when it made me throw up. Really? Had in my mouth for no more than five minutes, and I threw up. Yeah, dude, the, the dip buzz is kind of crazy. It it's, was insane. Because it's not like the nicotine thing hits you like in like 10 seconds and like disappears. Where this is like this slow, yeah. like five minute delay. But like you, you like get this feel. It's really, it's really it, nice. It but put it, me like in a trance. Because dude. it's it's more mild. I know for you because of the first time you got really sick. But it's more mild. So like uh, it actually, I don't know. It, it, it's less nicotine, whatever. Nah, it really messed me up, man. I had to leave the function. It was that bad. Dude, skiing with that shit is so awesome, dude. Because your heart rate is just like jacked up and you're just like flying down the mountain. You know what would be, in my opinion, probably really cool? Did my, <laughs> my mic drop off? Oh, I'm good. You're holding it down by your belly yeah. button. I think what would be really cool is taking mushrooms while skiing. Yeah, dude, that would be really cool. <laughs> I'm 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 going to be very open and honest. I'm, I'm like a mushrooms fanatic. I haven't done mushrooms a lot. But I have done them enough to where I really, where I can say I really enjoy them, and I would really do them. Any experience and any chance I got, to an extent, I'm not going to go seek it out and be like, let me go find these and use these every time, all the time, yeah. and abuse them. But like, let me go do a enlightening, naturistic experience where I can go do mushrooms. Yeah, put on the schedule, put on the calendar. Yeah, for sure. It's like with psychedelics, like you should not try to seek out that experience. You know, if you're like fiending for like to get yeah. like high or something, that's not the reason to do it. But if it's right. like some random dude has them one time when you're camping, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, dude, this seems like so, the perfect so let, time to do So let this. me ask you this because I'm on board. I might go do this next time I have the availability, uh, which really comes down to one or two things. But nonetheless, I want to go to Peru and do ayahuasca. You coming? Ooh. Um, no, I don't want to do ayahuasca. <laughs> I want to go down there. I found a. I think we've had this conversation before. Yep, found the resort on TripAdvisor. That's crazy. They're rated four to four and a half stars or whatever, and it's like you have the choice of like a five, a ten, or like a fifteen day retreat where you've got like X amount of ceremonies and this and that. I I'm I the first time I'd go there for the shortest amount of time possible in case it's bad. Yeah, but. Smart. I would I would do, yeah, I would go. I would shit my brains out in the rainforest and sit under the moonlight <laughs> crying um, and do it. Because I think they say it's the most powerful and enlightening psychedelic, like the most yeah. down-to-earth natural. 
yeah because you're basically taking dmt which is like a crazy um psychedelic drug that only lasts for like five minutes yep but it but, feels, but like, an feels eternity. like eternity and then you're you're mixing that with like a roots in the tea yeah it, it makes that five minutes stretch out to like six hours um but which, it's supposed to cleanse you right that's why you like shit your brains out. <laughs> i think you shit your brains out because you're ingesting poison um well no it's supposed to cleanse you you're like physically and mentally oh maybe that's, yeah. that's what it is right that's why you like get diarrhea sure okay i i believe that but i i, I bring it up because it's like i've ha- i've wanted to do it there was like a, a mentor of mine that did it but also aaron Rodgers. i thought oh if he's doing it then i mean shit he's it's he's doing something right <laughs> Is that actually not playing that good this year? But um, <clears throat> no, the the thing with me is, and what I said last time is like, ayahuasca is for like you know somebody who was like had an abusive childhood or like sure right like fighting fighting those demons right. Where to me, and I'm lucky, or maybe I'm just ignorant. Uh, sure, I feel like I don't really have something like that at least in my life right now. You know, I'm, of course something could happen, right? But um, so to me, it's like I don't need to get something off of my chest. I don't need to get right. away from something. Like see clarity. Right. I feel like I'm okay. So would I, would I like to go to Peru and go to like South sure. America on a trip? That'd be fun. Yes, of course. Yes. Would I want to try to do a six hour or 12 hour psychedelic trip where I shit myself in the rainforest? <laughs> no, I don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> but again, if like yeah. my dog died when I was five, <laughs> And I couldn't get past that. Yeah, I'd do that to, to get away from it. No, I or feel if I was like, like addicted to heroin or something. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, no, I get that totally. I mean, um, you know, unfortunately. I think it's cool that you want to do it. I'm not. I, I've just, I have shit that I do need to go and fucking like. Fight your demons. Yeah, dude, I get it. Yeah, I, I want to go. I want to go pull that. Like, um, I want to go. I want to go experience that. I want to go meet God, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's. I mean, damn near what you're doing, man. <sighs> okay, let's let's really pivot hard right now okay. into aliens because whoa, what are the odds that <laughs> I'm um, an, I'm an alien? Like aliens built the pyramids, and that people just thought aliens were gods and angels and stuff like that. You know, like what? So there's a couple things you have to observe, and I think one of them, <laughs> I think I say think, that again. There's a couple things that you have to observe. <laughs> no. Yes observe observe <laughs> is that it you're putting a b on the end <laughs> observe yes all right there's a couple things you have to observe we'll cut all this anyways there's a when it comes to fucking aliens sorry all right let's get back on track here so when it comes to aliens i do think there is a couple things that you have to that you have to observe and it is in regards to the pyramids, the comment that you made. Um, all the pyramids are pretty much like on the same line. Lay lines. Lay lines, yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty crazy. So I don't know much about that, but what I do know is that tell me this. Basically they're like all the all the crazy stuff all line up on the same lines. They draw like a, a hundred different lines around the earth. So it's like, yeah, if you keep drawing lines, it's just going to start lining up. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Tell me about this. <laughs> Georgia Guidestones. What and how did they just blow up? Tell me what this is. 
the Georgia Guidestones were stones that were an art project or that were, were that were magically placed in Georgia. They were pillars, kind of like Stonehenge pillars, right? That had like 10 principles on how to have a one world dominating pretty much like paradigm. Yeah, I'll tell you how it happened. It was faked society it was built in like 1860 when they found it and there was just some guy who lied about it okay yeah sure totally right and i'm with i, I mean no, no, i don't I'm, know much about it but. and i'm with that but anyways how and why did they just blow up recently there's footage that overnight it was like a missile or like a meteor just struck the site and exploded it when did this happen very very recent like this year Georgia Guidestones was a granite monument stood in Albert County, Georgia, United States from 1980 to 2022. Yep. It was 19 feet and made six granite slabs weighing a total of 230,000 pounds. Fisher was sometimes referred to as an American Stonehenge. Okay, but so... Find an article. Just type in Georgia Guidestones news. Blown up? Yeah. Blown up. So you think it was like a terrorist attack? Wednesday, July 6th. Okay, 2022. So this this did just happen. So the Guidestones had messages on them. Kind of like the Ten Commandments. Far right called U.S. Stonehenge satanic. Holy shit, dude. What did we just... Oh, man, we're going deep tonight. Okay. So, So the pillars had scriptures on them that pretty much described how to form... And create a one world, a one nation um, society, right? New world order. New world order. And it pretty much was like, hey, have a population of under 10 million, right? Okay. And because you can control a population of 10 million by these tactics, right? Once a a set of population gets too big, you can't control the mass, right? But under a certain set of population, you can't. So why did they write that down in 1980? I don't understand that part. It's it's all it's all conspiracy, if you ask me. Um, really, a lot of it is I don't know. I mean, I had a guy who was a really big conspiracy theorist reference them to me. He said, "Check out the Georgia Guidestones." He was telling he went on for hours. We had a three hour long conversation. He went on for hours about the about conspiracy, and he said. It's pretty much this um, select few group of people that want to have this society, right? So, yeah, it always is. Felt like Michael Bublé right there, and I'm feeling <laughs> good. <laughs> not uh, not my best vocals. That's kind of a bar, dude. I'm feeling like Michael Bublé. <laughs> yeah, shout out Miss Kelly's karaoke bar. Ooh. Yep, that's where I got my... Is that uh, Painter's Alley? Did you take us there? Yep, Painter's Alley. That's where I got my vocal lessons. Dude, I vividly remember that night when it was New Year's and uh, that kid sang Roses by Outcast, And I was like, I was vibing with the crowd. It was so fun. It was awesome. Miss Kelly's probably could use another 12 inches on the ceiling. But other than that... No, the low ceiling is good. It makes it feel more <laughs> tight, you know? Makes you feel like your grandma's basement, right? It is a basement, right? It's like lower? Yeah. Yeah, cool place. I got the. I saw Theo Vaughn on Printer's Alley. Really? Yeah, dude. I went up and like shook his hand. I was like, dude, I fucking love your shit, man. It's awesome. What? Let me 
did you see him on new year's with you guys really yeah i ran over she was like the only person who knew him it was just like seriously <laughs> smacked his ass and was like i missed you buddy yeah he had a uh he had the gator on like on his face because it's like covid still but uh, i knew that mullet anywhere and i was like Bro. dude i was gonna say you're really gonna seek somebody out you can identify him with a mask on especially like a gator mask I mean, I'm only like 90% sure it was him because he was like, yeah, bro, gang, gang. He like did all the shit, but I'm like, I can't <laughs> really tell. It's like your face is still covered. But no, he lives in Nashville, so like that makes sense. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I guess a lot of people live in Nashville. I stopped caring about celebrities, I think, like last year. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, why are you any more important than me? Dude, I had this realization today because this Drake 21 Savage album came out, which is pretty fire i don't have to listen to it or not nope. anyways i was like man drake is so rich and famous it's so crazy like i was trying to like put myself in that mindset right because i'm like rapping along you know and i'm like yeah you know i started from the bottom now i'm here all that type of shit and then i'm like damn drake still has to go to the bathroom drake <laughs> still is like put in vulnerable positions sometimes no matter how you know rich and famous you are you're still like a, a human when it comes down to it you know yeah no and it's all fake anyways True. I have to sneeze so bad. Yeah, Anthony's sick. <coughs> Fighting these demons. <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, God was talking to me for there for a second. Um, yeah, no, I just uh, kind of started to feel like I was maybe. A little more important than celebrities just thought maybe well if they could do it then Wait, you feel more important than celebrities yeah why should i care more about you than i care about me i i hate my what is it i hate myself so why don't you think i would kill you murder you or something like that yeah i'm trying to remember <laughs> I love myself way more than I love you, and I thought about killing myself. <laughs> Something like that. Something crazy. But that's the truth. I mean, um, yeah. So would you agree that a lot of the stuff Kanye says is true? Yeah. <laughs> Once, and Kanye, I went home. It was the complete come down. I was it. Like we took it in the morning, did the whole day. I was in my bed, ten o'clock. You're still kind of a little bit like, you know, um, rat minded, right? Like brain's just kind of still recovering. Mm -hmm. And I watched this Kanye documentary or interview. The guy was crazy. Like the interview was like, everyone was talking crap. Like, man, this guy's insane. I was like, wow, I really relate with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I love Kanye. I've talked about him every single fucking episode so far, but uh, but yeah, I do think I do think a lot of what he's saying is true. Um, we're gonna cut all this. <laughs> okay, but this does lead us into the other news that I had was uh, yeah. fucking takeoff got shot in Houston during a dice game. Did you hear anything about this? I did. It's crazy. Why? Why did? Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of. You just said you didn't care about celebrities at all, and then now I'm talking about celebrities. <laughs> just like um, me and my brother did talk about it today. It's okay. What about um, 
Nancy Pelosi's husband getting <laughs> his house broken into, but uh, people think that he was actually a prostitute and uh, he just like didn't pay him what he wanted and then he hit him with a hammer. I could see that. I know he got the DUI not long ago or he got pulled over for being drunk. <laughs> yeah, I think he has a DUI. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I could see it. I think these politicians, um, I don't know, they're just old and slow and stupid. Especially him. Like, you're not even a politician, dude. Like, you're the husband. I heard that the glass was broken and the glass was on the outside. <laughs> this dude on Twitter was like, I analyzed crime scenes and I've never seen glass broken outside. That's funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about it either. I'm sure he got broken into it. Sounds like the guy was crazy. He uh, he went from woo to Q is what I heard. So like he used to be like a, a woo-woo hippie. Like he was like all like peace and love. And then he slowly got indoctrinated into the Q universe. And then he hates Nancy Pelosi. So he tried to break into their house. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. That sounds <laughs> uh, new to me. Next. What do we got here? Yeah, one more. What is it? Elon buys Twitter. They're going to make you pay for the blue check mark. Eight bucks a month. What do you think? You doing it? Um, well, now that I'm going to be an influencer, uh, I'll probably have to, yeah. But uh, I don't know. No, it seems crazy. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense to keep out like the bots and stuff like that, right? Because like you're not going to pay right. money to have fake accounts or less fake accounts. But uh, this is kind of like a bad step, you know, like paying for social media. Paying for like social media. What is really social media currency? Because like you would feel validated with the blue check because it's kind of given, not it's like earned, not given. I've heard it's really hard to get a blue check mark. Yeah, you have to be somebody, right? Like that you have to like send in like TMZ articles about yeah. shit. So it's like that's like the earned part, right? Like that's why it's important. That's why it's special. But I feel like buying it, um, you move past that because now anybody can have it who has nine bucks, which you know anybody can get. Um, I think I think it's good. I think it's good. Elon bought it. Um, I think it's good that he went through with his word on it. I think people would have lost credibility and faith in him as a leader of like yeah i forgot he was even really doing it yeah because he was trying to bail out of it mm -hmm. and then it, he went through with it and i'm glad that he went in there and he's firing all these i don't really give a fuck i'm glad he's going in there and firing all these like you know i forget her name bija vijaya or something like that vagina it's um she was like the cfo or whatever twitter but anyways well they all quit didn't they no, he went and fired all of them. He was carrying his sink around. He said, let, let this sink, sink in. in. <laughs> but anyways, um, Jack from Twitter, who's the original creator of Twitter, went on Rogan, right? And then everybody said that that episode was terrible and Rogan didn't impress him enough, right? right. They, they were like, you didn't hold right. his ass to the fire. You know, what about like him kicking all these like people off of Twitter and everything, right? So then the next week, because it was such a big deal. He had him back on. He had him back on with this woman, Vegeta or whatever her name is, I can't remember. And then, so it was Jack and her, and then it was Rogan and Tim Pool, who's like this kind of like, uh, whatever. 
or leftist crazy uh, journalist guy, whatever. But so he was like hammering him with facts the whole time, and then like Rogan would like look to him, and then he would say something. Then Jack would look to his girl. It was it was it's a really kind of crazy episode, all about censorship and stuff like that. Um, but she was like the first person Elon fired. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, because she was the one that would be like, well, oh, you know, we should censor certain topics yeah. that are harmful and all that type of shit. But nah, I think I think it's good. But what about this? I've also seen and I'm open to the idea that Elon's that Elon's the villain. Dun, dun, dun. I can see it. Where he's setting all this up for personal gain in the long run. He's playing chess. I guess he's not who he's made out to be in the sense of one, his upcoming, his bringing. They say that, like, one, he's not even really that intelligent or smart. Like, he made PayPal and sold it for a bunch of money. That's how he made his money, right? But PayPal is like the shittiest payment service that nobody uses. I think he made XPay and then I think he sold his software to PayPal. I might be wrong about that. I don't know, but it's like, okay, cool. You made a bunch of money there. And then he says he invested it into Tesla, but I guess he pretty much stole Tesla, the brand and company from somebody else who started it pretty much like, um, pretty much finessed the original owners out of the company. And already bought it, bought the company before, like he didn't establish it. And then I guess for SpaceX, it was like he pretty much just took over NASA, which was government funded, and the government was like, "Oh, we're going to stop funding space space exploration and just send it out to a private company." Right. And, and so SpaceX is what is that? But isn't that what you'd want? Wouldn't you want all the people that were working for NASA to be working for? I'm not taking any credit away. I mean, I think he's a great entrepreneur. I think that he's created some really successful um, businesses. He seems like he, he's he's doing something, bro. Like he's put enough yeah. people in places to be like, hey, do this and create this to where I can take credit and we can all succeed. Um, he's done that very well. So I don't know, dude. I think he is going to do some crazy shit, but I wouldn't be opposed to him being the villain in a lot of these scenarios or society where he's like, Hey, actually, I turned into a dictator. Hmm. I don't know. To me, I'm also an Elon fan, so uh, I feel like I'm getting all defensive right now when it's like he's a fucking billionaire and like I don't even know this guy and why am I defending him right now? But to me, he always seems pretty genuine about everything, and I feel like he literally just bought Twitter so that he could like, because he just loves Twitter and is like, yeah, everyone should be able I think to play. It is, I think it is. I think shit. it is hilarious to see him troll on Twitter. Yeah. Honestly, I deleted Twitter months ago, and I just never re-downloaded it. But when he bought it, I was almost tempted to download it back, so I might. I might go back. Uh, if you're off, I would stay off. It was just another thing that I was checking that I wasn't really doing anything on. But it was uh, the accounts yeah. that I followed and stuff, I had a good time reading through it. But I try not to spend so much time on my phone nowadays. Yeah. Especially with what about like, TikTok? Are you still on that? Yeah, I go through waves. I try and delete my social medias throughout the week. And sometimes I fall guilty into downloading them at night. But for the most part, I try and delete them throughout the week because I just spend so much time bullshitting on them. Yeah. And if I don't have the social media apps and I go on my phone, I'm like, oh, well, there's nothing to do. Yeah, until you re-download it, though. Well, then it's like, I I have that much self-discipline to be like, no, like, just get off your phone and just do what you're supposed to do. Like, do your work. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know it's just it's like, tough, and I mean, you have kind of a different environment atmosphere. Like, you have to like stop what you're doing to like get on it. But like for me, I'm just sitting at my desk. Like you're sitting on your phone, sitting on my phone or sitting on my computer. It's so easy to just like get sidetracked and pull random shit up. Yeah. So. Well, all right, Anthony. This was a great episode. Um, I'm glad you got to come on, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you again. Thanks. Adios, folks.